According to the National Geographic, one of the greatest fossil discoveries of the past half century has been made. As the discovery was unlike anything made before it, it was decided that a new species of human ancestor has been found. The anthropologists lead by Lee Berger are calling it Homo naledi. The discovery was made in South Africa deep down in a cave, and in fact over 1,550 specimens were found from apparently 15 individuals. It all sounds kind of exciting, doesn't it? Well, welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. Although on this subject, the Bible is not getting a whole lot of coverage, if we're honest. Well, again, according to the National Geographic article, it's, uh, it read, Skulls, jaws, ribs, dozens of teeth, a nearly complete foot, a hand, virtually every bone intact, arranged as in life, minuscule bones of the inner ear, Elderly adults, juveniles, infants, identified by their thimble-sized vertebrae. Parts of the skeletons looked astonishingly modern, but others were just as astonishingly primitive. In some cases, even more ape-like than the Australopithecines. We found a most remarkable creature, Berger said. His grin went nearly to his ears. End quote. A gentleman by the name of Michael Lemonick wrote in an article entitled, it was in Time magazine, entitled, How Time Began. And he said the following about anthropology. The only certainty in this uh, data-poor, imagination-rich, endlessly fascinating field is that there are plenty of surprises left to come. Well, if we're looking for examples of imagination-rich, uh, thinking the discovery here surely has a dose. The paleontologists had a mystery on their hands because the bones were in a remote cave deep down and they had to come up with an explanation. The article says the following, Clearly the individuals were li weren't living in the cave. There were no stone tools or remains of meals to suggest such occupation. Conceivably, a group of Homo naledi could have wandered into the cave one time and somehow got trapped. But the distribution of the bones seemed to indicate that they had been depo uh, deposited over a long time, perhaps centuries. If carnivores had dragged hominin prey into the cave, they would have left tooth marks on the bones, and there weren't any. And finally, if the bones had been washed into the cave by flowing water, it would have carried stones and other rubble there too. But there is no rubble, only fine sediment that had weathered off the walls of the cave or sifted through tiny cracks. And this isn't my quote, this is continuing in the article, it says, When you have eliminated the impossible, Sherlock Holmes once reminded his friend Watson, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Well, having exhausted all other explanations the article carries on, Berger and his team were stuck with the improbable conclusion that the bodies of Homo naledi were deliberately put there by other Homo naledi. Until now, only Homo sapiens and possibly some archaic humans such as Neanderthals. This is not in the article, I'm just saying Neanderthals are basically humans. I, I'm 100% sure they were just humans. Uh, sorry, and it says, um, 
So it actually said archaic humans such as Neanderthals are known to have treated their dead in such a ritualized manner. Well, unfortunately, other scientists are already coming out and saying, Not so fast, Berger. The following was written in the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, quote, Some scientists say the conclusions are hasty. In science, there is always a gap between the data you have and the interpretations you draw. And in the case of proclaiming a new species, the gap is really huge, said Christoph uh, Zolokifer of the University of Zurich. Others say the fossils belong to an already named species. The University of California's Tim White said, from what he had seen, the fossils belong to Homo erectus, a species discovered in the late 19th century. New species should not be created willy-nilly. In order to claim a new species, one has to demonstrate that it's different from anything that's ever been known, he said. White noted the published findings included a table comparing 83 anomical features of Naledi with other uh, species. When you look across those characters, uh, where it's claimed to differ from Homo erectus, you find the portrayal of Homo erectus is often inaccurate, and only 13 of the 83 characters are even alleged to be different, he said. Questions have also been raised about the failure to date the find and the theory that the species might have disposed of its dead, which has been proposed as the most plausible scenario. I, I, love, I love how open it is that we're just guessing a lot of this. Uh, most plausible scenario for the bones placing in the, ca uh, place, uh, placing in the cave, but it's ultimately a guess. Naledi's lead scientist, Lee Berger of Johannesburg's uh, University, of Witwatersand, uh, countered that his critics were the ones showing haste. He said they should not shoot from the hip based on their preconceived ideas, but look at these papers and give a thoughtful critique to the peer-reviewed literature. We were, able to mass, uh, we were able to mass the intellectual power and energy of more than 60 scientists. That logically speeds things up, he said. End quote. Well, Lee Berger feels a little better about his findings, and the National Geographic quotes Berger as saying, The message we're getting is of an animal right on the cusp of transition from Austral uh, Australopithecus to Homo. Although we would not agree with all the doctrinal beliefs of the folks over at Answers in Genesis, as far as I'm concerned, Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell has it right, on the fo uh, right in the following quote, taken from the article entitled, Is Homo Naledi a New Species of Human Ancestor? And she writes, We know from God's word that nature did not experiment with how to evolve humans. God told us he created two humans as well as land animals, and that includes apes on the same day. That means that there could be no evolution involved. Scientific observation also confirms that living things only vary and produce within their created kinds. Therefore, whatever species these bones represent, we know that they cannot be any sort of intermediate between apes and humans. The only way to find an ape-man or a bridge between apes and humans, is to misinterpret fossils either of an ape or a human 
as something in between. These fossils, like so many others before him, may reshuffle the family tree that evolutionists are uh, constantly drawing and redrawing in their efforts to create for us a history apart from God. But they will not reshuffle the truth about human history or what it means to be human. We know that God created man and land animals the same day without evolution. We seriously doubt the uh, original owners of the uh, Dinaledi bones, which is, that was the cave that they were found in, bones were among those uh, the descendants of Adam and Eve. As the preponderance of the evidence suggests, they were animals, one of the variations that developed among apes. They most certainly were not any sort of evolutionary intermediate. On the other hand, we know that all varieties of humans that have ever lived have been descendants of Adam and Eve. The variations that uh, developed in some groups of humans dispersed from the Tower of Babel have nothing to do with human evolution. I, I think it's an excellent, excellent uh, explanation and quote. Um, and that was from the Answers in Genesis website. The, issues, uh, the issue is that we were not there, and this is my words. It may be fun to imagine what we have transpired. Uh, sorry, it, the issue is that we were not there. It may have been fun to imagine what might have transpired to get a bunch of bones from tall ape-looking creatures in a distant cave, but we were not there. God is, however, very clear in the scriptures that he created man and the animals. Christ says the following in John 1 and verse 1 to 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was, uh, nothing was made that was made. And just in case there was any confusion, God repeats the fact that the creation was in six literal days outside the book of Genesis in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11. Uh, I quote, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is therein, or in them is, uh, and rested on the seventh day. There simply is no getting around the fact. So for those of us that read the Bible, there is certainly no room for a theistic evolution type scenario as far as what God has told us. Further to this, to say so would be putting death and disease prior to Adam, which is clear foolishness. At the end of the day, it all boils down to who the ultimate authority is and who we are going to believe, the paleontologists and their best guesswork or God himself who was there. Typically on this program we discuss Bible prophecy, and on that subject there is not an ounce of doubt that the scriptures are bang on. As God himself says in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 9 and 10 in relation to the prophecies concerning the Jews, he says, Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this, and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses, that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, It is truth. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. With the Jews back in the land, it's clear that God was right. There were, uh, and so, why doubt him on creation? Besides, we believe in the resurrection, as it says in Acts uh, 26 and verse 8. 
Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? And well, if that's the case, I say, why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God created the heavens and the earth? Join us again next week for another edition of the Bible in the News. If you would like to support us, or, and we, we, we're happy for your support, or would like to find out more, please subscribe to the Bible magazine. And if you're already a subscriber, please send a copy to a friend and help us get the word out. All that can be done at BibleMagazine.com. Thanks and come again next week.